means the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. Your humility is to take God's word as it is. Tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. Pastor Adudu God bless you. And write everything down. How's everyone doing? Okay, so uh, I was supposed to continue on the leading of the Spirit, which is why I stopped. Abby, supposed to continue on that, but I doubt we'll continue on that. But maybe we should do a recap on what we shared. Uh, Joe, this sound is not. Maybe we should do a recap on what we shared. Okay? So, um, I think we established that man is... I don't know. Yeah, how's it going? I think we established that man is an influenceable being, Abby. And we said from um, that scripture in Proverbs that it's not for man to direct his own path, right? It is not in man, sorry. Not even, it's not for man. It is not in man to direct his own steps. So, in other words, man will step, but he cannot what direct his own steps. Talking about direction, man does not know um, or cannot predict the future by himself. Man can plan, amen. Man can anticipate. Man can um, try to predict. It's like people now. Um, the government can predict. Or science can predict, okay, weather, right? Weather will be like this because they study certain things and they know, okay, um, a storm is coming this way. They have satellites from outer space that look in and tell us, you know, what's going on. So to that extent, they can actually predict. Amen? However, even the best satellites, there are many things you can predict. You just can't predict. There are many things you can't predict. And because man is limited, man actually was designed limited. Amen? Man was designed like that. Man was designed to not know certain things like that. You get, except an influence steps in. Except an influence steps in. And that's why you see in all of history, you see that man has always relied, or the strongest men have always relied on an external source of influence, an external source of power, you understand, to actually have the advantage so you had, um, in those days, in villages, you have people who would go and make covenants, who go make covenants with devils. Amen? They make covenants with devils, and the idea is, okay, we'll do this, we'll worship you, this, that, 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 that. lend us power, whatever that meant. So they made sacrifices. Are you with me? And um, we saw what would happen. You know, there's a story of um, one particular village that even during the Biafra War, or is it Biafra or Biafra, whichever one, Biafra War, that that village that was so strong that even that was one of the only villages that the army could not enter because they had an agreement, amen, with something. They made, you know, the law of all those silly things. They make sacrifices. And the strength of your, in quotes, altar is the strength of your, or the strength of your sacrifice, sorry, is the strength of your altar. And so in their own case, a very interesting story. Uh, they had a native doctor come, and the native doctor told them, they, said, well, they were so weak before, and they said, 
how do we get strong? So the man said, okay, you want to be strong, fine. He dug a hole, did some incantations, and dug a hole, big whatever. And he said that the strongest person you know, you find that guy and bury him here. They told him, if you don't, this, that, that will happen. And he left. And so the people sat down among themselves and said, wait, but which strong man do we know that is stronger than the man who just left here? And so <laughs> they also carried their own jars, you know, and went after the man, <laughs> captured the man, and this was a very powerful native doctor in those days, captured the man, brought him back, and buried him inside that thing. And the man said, eh, yeah, it's me, you're doing this to me. You're doing this to me. After I helped you, you're doing this to me. <laughs> and the man released one course like that. And so I didn't want to talk about what the course was. That's where we get all these generational costings, where people will release courses because of what somebody did to them. And then you have that thing following them like that, amen? You have devils enforcing evil. And so that's how that village, that village became very strong, very, very strong. Uh, Point being that human, man in himself, you get, is supposed to be influenced. Man in himself, you get, cannot trust his inherent abilities. You have people who are, you know, grown to become very prosperous, very desirable, and then the man, age of 40, just dies. It just tells you that if you just trust your own effort, trust your own labor, trust what you yourself can do, you understand what you can actually you know spin up what you can hustle and everything if you are the kind of person who trusts in that kind of thing you are actually going to be very very disappointed so we explain man is supposed to be influenced you are supposed to be influenced you you don't know tomorrow amen yes you don't know tomorrow and so god actually is that being that actually you know with his knowledge or foresight of eternity he is eternal so therefore the things like time space matter he created them so if he created them it means he can manipulate them it means he can influence them it means he knows you get everything about them and so the leading of the spirit is us taking advantage of that life on our inside that is outside time you get to direct our paths because it is not in man towards to direct his own path amen so ah amen okay so that's um, that we, ex- we explain a whole lot. We explain the fact that uh, man's mind and his spirit, you know, are two, they are separate. But however, the mind is there because of the spirit. And so the mind is actually a, what's the word? The mind is a channel for the spirit to flow. Amen? So as a human being, you know, you are spirit. However, your consciousness is within your mind. Are you with me? The consciousness you have now is within your mind and so that consciousness can on its own generate thoughts that consciousness can also be influenced are you with me that consciousness can generate thoughts your consciousness is linked to your senses i'm looking information is coming from what i'm seeing are you with me based on the information come from what i see ideas thoughts can be generated you understand what i read ideas can be generated what i feel what I hear, information you get can come externally, right, and inform my mind. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. At the same time, so, so the mind many times works with logic. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
So, for example, I had to look there and see he's sitting there. I say, okay, Egalo is sitting on my left. It's logical, but it works with information. The mind works with processing information. I look around, I see things around, and I put them together. I make sense of the data, and I can make a decision. Are you with me? So, for example, if I'm walking, I can be, in quotes, led externally, right? Or we call it common sense, because you are processing with your brain. I can be led externally not to walk into him, you get, or to walk into that projector because I gathered information from the outside. I made sense of the information and I acted on the information. That is how the mind works. But we said that the spirit knows. The spirit works with revelation. In other words, the spirit knows. The spirit is not a calculating force. The spirit is a knowing force. So the same way you needed information externally, you know, to look around, to decide. You know, I, I know, okay, for example, what time am I supposed to be here? I looked at the group chat. I saw where they put the time. Because of that, I began to plan my time to make sure I'm here on time. You get all those things that I said are, are calculated. They are, you know what I'm saying? They are strategized based on what? External information. You get. But then when it comes to the things of the spirit, the things of the spirit are known. Bible says that the carnal man cannot know the things of the spirit. It says because they are spiritually discerned, they are spiritually known. You just know. So in your spirit, you know. And the Bible says that um, we we read Romans eight that says that the spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are children of, the, of God, meaning that the spirit of God relays information to our spirits. Are you with me? The spirit of God relays information towards to our spirits. So it means that, and the Bible, we read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I think, that said that he who is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. He who is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. And so if that's the case, it means if we are one spirit with God, our spirit and God's spirit are one, it means if I look inside anybody here, I will not see two spirits, I will see one. I will see one spirit. But in that one spirit, you get, there's the spirit of the living God within you. And so, if that's the truth, that means that everything that the Spirit of Living God knows has been downloaded into your own spirit, has been relayed into your own spirit by that association. It's like pouring water into water. You can't separate the two. You understand? Whatever was in maybe Ja'a now is in Jabi. Whatever was in Jabi is now in Ja'a. It's intermingled like that. Amen? And then the Bible also said that the Spirit, I think we looked at that the Spirit of the man, of man, I don't know if saw that scripture, um, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Maybe you can find it. The spirit of man is the what? Candle of the Lord. Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Or the lamp. Proverbs 20, verse 27. Okay? The spirit of man is what? The lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Some will say belly. You know, spirit of man is what the lamp or the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inner depths of his belly. So you see that there's the element of searching and knowing. So it means, this just means that the spirit of man, which is the recreated human spirit, you know, and the spirit of God, because they are one, it means that the spirit of man has what? Access. You see that? To the spirit of God. Meaning that everybody here has access. You understand? You have access to what the Spirit of God knows. It now becomes your nature to have access. 
We also said that all this information has already been deposited into your spirit. So, most of the time, the inquiry actually is in your spirit. God is not leading you anymore because he says, they that are led, right, by the spirit are the son of God. You are already what? Led. You are already led. So, all that information you need is already in your spirit. It is not, you know, it is not God trying to tell you something. It is already there. So, our own is just to access what, we, what is already there. Amen. We only access what is already inside us. So knowledge is available to us. Knowledge is available to us. And the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You understand? So in other words, it means that the way we are able to access that information, first of all, is to believe we have the information. Renewal of the mind is to change your thinking. Amen? The word renew is the word metamorpho in the Greek. The same word that you have metamorphosis from, which is how we describe what happens when a caterpillar, you understand, becomes a butterfly. The butterfly has always been in the caterpillar, but by a process called metamorphosis, what happens? A butterfly emerges. So you're not, the butterfly is not, is not something it was not before. No, it was always that, but then it needed to go through a process. And in our own case, the process of renewal of the mind is for you to actually unlearn and learn. Amen? It is towards to unlearn and to learn. So what do you learn? You learn God's word. Specifically, you learn the epistles. The epistles is the blueprint of your human spirit. What you are learning from scripture here, what we are teaching you, for example, we are teaching you what you already have access to. We are teaching you what is already in your spirit. That is why it doesn't make any sense to teach this thing to an unbeliever. It doesn't make sense for an unbeliever to sit down here and be hearing these things. It doesn't. It doesn't apply to him. Are you with me? But to us, the new creation, it applies it applies. We know we have leadings in our spirit. We are sure of leadings. You know, yes, I just keep on saying, you know, God will help us. <laughs> Yesterday at the airport, I was coming in and I wanted my, okay, if you ever travel coming from another country into this wonderful country we call Nigeria, uh, you know that luggage, getting your luggage, after you come back from the conveyor belt, is another level of war. Like, just to see the luggage. I've been at the airport once where they could not find luggage. People, a whole tree, a whole, what is it? A whole aircraft, they could not find their luggage. <laughs> they couldn't find their luggage. I remember eventually what had to happen was that somebody had to, the conveyor belt or something, you know, there's a way it happens that it comes from inside. They put it and it comes from inside and then, comes out or whatever. Somebody had to climb inside that thing. As in, because stuff was stuck. He had to climb and that thing was so hot. He had to climb down to go and be looking for his luggage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's just our system for you. If you travel to almost any country in the world, when you come back, you don't be angry when you're back in your country. But well, that's just it. <laughs> you're still Nigerian. Nothing you can do about it. So... I was just saying, God, 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 God. Because some people have been at the airport two hours after their arrival because of luggage. In fact, two hours is actually the normal average sometimes. Uh, you have people three hours, four hours looking for luggage. So I was like, Jesus, Jesus. You know? <laughs> then I began to send you an assignment. I said, no, 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 I cannot come and do this nonsense. I was at the immigration where they were stamping passports and everything. I said, I cannot do this nonsense. So I was like, no. I'm going to get that thing. So I began to meditate. Amen. 
I began to engage the ministry of angels using my mind. So, <laughs> so basically, I began to work with my imagination. And I, because when you understand that you are led and you realize that the information is in your spirit, when you know that the information is already in your spirit, then you can always, you know, take from what you have to use it. Amen? Because it's not useful in your, in your spirit, it's useful in your mind. So Paul will say, uh, what do you call it? He says, my mind is unfruitful. You know, but when I speak in the spirit, I speak mysteries. Amen? So I, I went into the mysteries, amen? You know, the, the, you know, there's several ways you can do the mystery. You can either speak in tongues and interpret, or you can just go straight. You know, it's the same way you can just prophesy directly, or you can decide to speak in tongues and interpret. So I decided to go the route of using my imagination as the spoon to dip into my spirit. Amen? So, or the straw to suck it out. So I just imagine my luggage. You know, one way you give angels instructions is not just by words. You can give them instructions by pictures. You know, your, your heart is a creative force. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, your heart. So what you can imagine, my God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or what imagine according to the power that works in us. So your asking can be an imagination. Your asking can be, you understand, can be you visualizing what you want. We call it meditation. So I stayed on the image of what I wanted that I want to see my luggage on time. So I imagined it. Now, you know the funny thing about this imagination? As I imagined it, I just imagined me seeing my luggage missing on time. I kept on imagining it, imagining it. <laughs> you know? As I imagined it, in my imagination, I just saw what I actually saw was like this. I saw, I saw myself being like, ah, oh, oh, see it there. That's what I saw. Oh, 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 see it there. That's what I saw. And then I let, when I received that clear, you understand? Because the truth is that when you stay on that thing long enough, you actually pick ex- the exact element of the future of what will happen. And then I release it. So I just continued my immigration and I went out. I went to the conveyor belt. Then I stood. And I stood. And I stood. And I stood. I think I stood there for like 10 minutes or no, like 7 minutes or so. 5, 6, 7 minutes. I'm like, where is this thing now? Where is this thing? Where is this thing? After a while, it dawned on me because I didn't see it. You don't know me, there's one of the operators, there's one of the guys, the officials. I said, please, is this the, you know, um, conveyor belt for, for EPIs? He said, no, no, it's on the other side. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> that was where the O came from. <laughs> so I just went to the other side, and as I just got there, lo and behold, look at it there. My box was right there. I just, I was, even I who operated it, I was like, is this how this thing works? <laughs> I don't know, I grabbed my box and I left. You understand? So, you can actually pull out of that, that, that pool of wisdom. You understand? That pool of understanding, you can pull out of it. You can actually engage and take out of that. You can take out of there, amen? I'm being tempted to come out of the flesh. So, kada <laughs> yada. Anyone here yeah, looking, I feel like your family is looking for a lesson teacher for a young guy, is it brother, who, who's that, anyone like that? Oh, you, uh, okay, interesting. 
Exactly, it's mathematics ahead. I was playing safe. <laughs> I was playing safe. That's how I was in Ghana. <laughs> I was in Ghana and I was in the flesh. <laughs> I was in the flesh. I don't know. Those people, they don't go to Ghana, please. Don't go. Don't do it. These people always have their revenge. After I dealt with them in summer camp and took care of them, so I went back there and they dealt with me. Revenge. I was in the flesh. Oh my God. So, it got to a point that I was being conservative at prophetic words. I <laughs> said, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, when your eyes have been dulled, <laughs> you've been dulled because you've engaged so much in fleshy activities. <laughs> so, I now decided to come out of it the last day because someone wanted prophetic. I said, okay. So, I was just like, I was just there thinking, meditating, meditating and I saw the number 67. And I knew it was concerning the person's academics. So I told, I just said, uh, uh, I said, have you seen your result? I knew the person had not seen I said, I said, you've not seen your result, Abi. What was your last result? And it was there in my mind, 67. The person said, yes, 67 point something confirmed. I said, child, I missed, I missed this trade. I missed this trade. You know? <laughs> I missed the trade. So yes, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Is it the younger brother I know? Okay. Anyway, no fear. We don't miss. Uh, senior secondary? Senior SS2? SS2 Abi? Okay. <laughs> okay, Kada Yella Dana Panduze, Shipra Lapada Pantana Namakuze, Pandaya Baba Kadaba, Cinema Nihala Tada Kuzumoya Prada Pili Bradose Pandaya Lapa. I see a young man that has very serious interest in something like engineering. Engineering. And when I say engineering, I don't, obviously, you cannot do engineering at this stage. You understand, but I see someone that is very, very adept in the house, like or whatever, and he he's good at putting things together. You know, removes, puts them together. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. He's always unscrewing things and everything, putting them together. He's that kind of person, very, very adept. Anyway, tell <laughs> when you go back, tell him uh -huh, this is the word of wisdom and everything, because we just got. I see that. He's about to get to a phase where he's going to be asking about what he's going to study in university. Uh -huh. Tell him he should go and study electrical engineering. That is what he's supposed to study. Amen. That is actually the, the link. Amen. Okay, so, uh -huh. you see what we're talking about? Are you with me? Uh -huh. That information has always been in my spirit. Are you with me? As well as in your own spirits. It has always been there. It has always been there. But when we decide to exercise ourselves, the renewal of the mind means, makes you acknowledge. You know, Philemon chapter 1 verse 6, show them Philemon 1 6. That says the sharing of your faith. Yeah, he actually needs 
those courses to do that course. Those things is those two mathematics and yes, physics. He needs them to study that course. He does. Okay, he does. He does. So yes, get the lesson teacher. <laughs> Amen. Get the lesson teacher. I speak and command funds to be made available for that lesson teacher. Amen. Funds, we not just any kind of lesson teacher, but a good one in the name of Jesus. I, I, I constrict angels to actually arrange the proper teacher that will be able to teach him the way he will understand in the name of Jesus. Because I see him having serious challenges in those two particular courses. Amen. Okay. See, look at that. It says that the sharing of your faith, you know, that word sharing, and that word can be an, the expression of your faith, the using of your faith, right, can be what may become what effective. See that? May become what effective. Effective means it was there before, now it's working well. You understand? For, for you know, um, yes, effective. Effective means it's working, basically, right? The sharing of your faith may be what? Effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. By acknowledging. So the word an acknowledge, I think in the Greek should be ginosky or something like that. Is it ginosky? Should be ginosky or um, anaginosky. Eh? You see? That should be, let me see it. It should be ginosky. But sorry, Philippians, Philemon, cha. Philemon. Six. Sorry, epignosis. It's actually epignosis, not gnosis. Epignosis is actually talking about precise and correct knowledge. Amen. Precise and what? Correct knowledge. So, it says the sharing of your faith will become effective by precisely you understand and correctly acknowledging, you know, or precise and correct understanding. Of every good thing which is in what Christ Jesus. Are you seeing that? So it's not enough for you to just know. It's in, it is needed that you know precisely. That is why we don't joke with Bible interpretation. We don't joke with study of the word because it's knowing precisely. Do you understand? Is actually what unlocks that thing to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The ease at which I can know that you get his brother who I have not met, Abi. I, you know, so I, I asked him because I asked him, I said, Are you, is it the one I know? Because I didn't even know he had another one. Are you seeing that? But the way I could know precisely, you get that it's because of a consciousness. This thing is talking about a consciousness, a conviction. You understand? It becomes effective. Why? Because I, I, I have precise knowledge. I'm sure. Do you get? I'm convinced you get of every good thing in me which is in Christ Jesus. I'm so sure of it. So, it becomes an awareness on my inside. Let me say this. Precise prophetic words do not just come as a result of someone who functions like that laying hands on you. They come as a result of consciousness. Yes. So, your consciousness of what you have, your consciousness brings an expectation. Your consciousness brings about a hunger and an expectation. In other words, I expect to be correct. I don't expect to be wrong. I'm, I'm surprised if I'm wrong. And sometimes, in fact, you can get to a point where you, you are not convinced, even when it looks like you're wrong. You know, when I was talking with that person, I said 67 and everything. I told her, I said, you're doing a project. 
And I said, I see your project on page nine. Actually, seven to nine, but I was sure it was nine. I see it's on page nine. What else did I even tell her? I even called the name of our lecturer, one of our lecturers. I said, it starts with an M or something. So she was like, ah. I said, just go, just go, just go. She went back to her room. Because I told her, I said, when you go pick your textbook. I said, there's a textbook on your table. When you go pick it up and everything. Or whatever. So, or where she's doing her project. She shall went back home, you know, opened it. And she just saw that she had stopped at page nine. Exactly what I said. Page nine. And it's not the first time I told someone that there's a book you're writing and everything. You're right now, you're on page 15. This is why you stop writing the book. You stop writing this book at this particular point in time. Da, 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 da. You understand? All those details and the precision is not that, you know, it's something that you labored into. No, no, no. It's something that you already know. Are you with me? So the, the extent to which you draw from what you know is, <laughs> how do I put it? Is the extent to which you believe that you have what you have. I don't get what I'm saying. If you had 1,000 naira in your account, you know, and I asked you, what can you buy? You could confidently tell me, I can buy Guguranekpa. You know what I'm saying? You can confidently say, I can buy Scotch Egg. I can buy an Eggro. You understand? I can buy fish. I can buy something within what? The 1,000 naira. That is what your faith, are you with me, can carry. Uh -huh. But if I wired one million dollars into your account and you saw it, you saw it in dollars or you hit your dollar account, bim bim, and you saw one million dollars, oh father, I received that testimony because I have a dollar account, amen. <laughs> and you saw it, bim bim, you can't say. Now, how do you know that your confidence in what you can actually buy will grow, right? You know that your fear will drastically reduce and your confidence will drastically increase. So you walk into a TV shop, you say, give me that, give me that, give me that, you know? In case you are here, you don't know what a million dollars is. That's 360 million naira, just to give you perspective. 360 million naira. Your confidence, you walk in the shop, you walk even the way you walk in, it changes, you know, your walk changes. You know, when you're broke and you walk to the shop, there's a way you, <laughs> there's a way you walk into that shop. There's a way you are, you know? You, you, you walk in there with no spine, you leave your spine at the door and walk in. You know, I say you slobber your way there. How much? Even though you talk, <laughs> but you know you have money. There's an arrogance you cannot care for. Are you with me? It's a confidence because you what you know. Do you get what I'm saying? The knowledge does something to you. The knowledge brings something out of you. There's this confidence that comes. Bring that thing I beg. You enter into say most mega chicken. You go to the island and look for. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's the foolish person who doesn't know how to manage money. But I'm just saying it does something to you. The same way, when you actually know. So to what extent that you know is the extent of boldness you will exude. So this knowledge is, you get, is precise knowledge. Precise knowledge is not just to be told once. It is something you go over and over and over. It's like, how will I put it? It's like calibrating your mind to your spirit. The more you are told, the more you believe. The more you are told, the more you believe. You get to a point where you really believe it and then there's a flow of the spirit. It's like a, it's like a pipe. You know what I'm saying? It's like a pipe. A pipe that has a valve. The pipe is actually, you understand, contains, let me just say your spirit or whatever, whichever one. But your mind is like the valve. Your mind is actually what determines the flow. The extent to which you believe determines the extent of alignment. It's like a tap. 
that you know when you turn a tap you know there's you may turn it and a little drips out because there's a level of alignment you get it drips out a bit the more you turn it the more it rushes out so the more your mind is renewed the more you believe you are convinced you know what i'm saying there's precision the more that thing comes out so i'm using for example prophetic words and everything and accuracy i just saw someone's uh, post is it the phone or something like that you're saying that he calls he gave some details and the people ran away <laughs> you know and people ran away it's just because you choose to accept it's about accepting are you with me uh-huh. you are taught god's word so you accept who you are are you with me your mind gets to accept what your spirit is so when i know i'm a knowing spirit and i begin to accept that i am a knowing spirit then guess what a consciousness forms you can be so conscious right Eh? If I wanted to visualize it in a carnal way or something like that, in a physical way, let's just say your consciousness is like Wi-Fi. Right? Your consciousness, the more conscious you are, is like Wi-Fi and the range of Wi-Fi. You can be so conscious of something, a reality like healing, for example. Right? You can be so conscious of it that this entire room here, if someone walks into your radius, the person gets healed. You are so conscious of it. You are so conscious of the life you carry. The, you know, remember, it's like a valve. So the more conscious you are, the more that life is released. You get what I'm saying? The more conscious you are, the more that life actually has expression. Anyone here would clasp down your leg? Clasp down your leg. Anyone like that? Or you know someone with clasp down your leg? Anyone like that? Okay. When you are ready. Amen. So, you actually, you know, exude that consciousness to a point. That is why you see someone like John Gillick or these are people that they are so focused on this one thing. You understand that? I said you come and you come into their radius, you get healed. You can be so conscious of the life on your inside that it it your consciousness drowns out the person's unbelief. See, he does not believe he cannot get healed. You 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 can go past that point. You know, understanding the life on your inside. You can so focus on the new creation. All this, I'm in Christ, I'm in Christ. If this, I'm in Christ, does not lead to anything functioning in your life, the knowledge is useless. Yes. Some people, they are, I'm in Christ, it's just for them to be proud. I'm in Christ, so no one can tell you anything again because you're in Christ. So, you know, you know, you know we, we study the word. We, we study the word. No need to pray. We don't have to pray anymore. We cannot stay. We just stay in the world. We stay in the world. And you stay in your foolishness too. Yeah. Because consciousness, this thing called consciousness, actually the work of a pastor is actually to establish consciousness inside you. That's the work of a pastor. He establishes consciousness. You become so sure. You become so sure. Say if he's crippled, he'll walk. If he's blind, he will see. He was a dead man. He will come back to life. It's a consciousness. Jesus was so conscious that he comes into an environment that a demon, you know, it's like that Wi-Fi radius, you know what I'm saying? It's so strong. He comes into an environment, already that signal is already hitting places. Demons can't stay. There's, you know, it just switches up that temperature. <laughs> In fact, one thing you have to understand about prayer Aside the fact that prayer actually produces power or releases power that is already on your inside, 
Prayer also stretches your boldness. Yes. That's why the more you pray, the bolder you realize you become. It actually, that's why you see those people, they, in the book of Acts, they said, you know, they said that, Lord, stretch forth your hand, you know, to heal and everything, that boldly we may utter, boldly we may speak. But what did they pray? They, and as the Bible says, they prayed, the place was shaken. They so prayed to the place got shaken. And what happened? All those signs and wonders they were praying. Them, out of maybe ignorance, they were praying that God should stretch forth his hand. But what they really meant is that you guys, us, we are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So the more they prayed, the more their consciousness, you understand, of their ability grew. Are you with me? So this thing called consciousness is actually a very strong ingredient when it comes to anything you want to release from your spirit. See that? Go back to that scripture. No, no, no. Go back to the one before. Philemon 1.6. The sharing of your faith may become what? Effective. Effective. That means what was there begins to work. What is there what begins to work. The man who does not believe is led will never be led. Because he does not believe is led. You know what I'm saying? He does not believe is led so he cannot be conscious. You understand? Of that. Consciousness is so contagious. Consciousness is actually, you understand, the cocoa your Christian work is the main thing. The same way a man can be, you know, I think I wrote it on my status, and I know all of you that like to copy. May that copying also be, you know, may, may, may the copying be expressing your life in the name of Jesus. Because some people are just quick, hey, shut up, Rema, pa. Then the next thing you go argue and fight somebody that same day. Next, that same day you go and beef somebody. After that thing I posted, because I wrote it there, I said the person who holds a grudge has, is the proof of an unrenewed mind. In other words, because you, you, it's actually because you have refused to acknowledge, realize, recognize, you understand what I'm saying, accept that you are loved. That is why you can keep a grudge with somebody. And you just carry it, bam, paste. But yet, so there's like three points of this thing you are beefing because they did not reply your message on time. You are already beefing them, you are already planning revenge in your heart. But you just posted that thing. And that's the problem with, you know, we call Christian culture. Today I'm digressing a bit because I feel like, as one of Christian culture, many times there's just all this, a lot of, you understand, that kind of thing, where we are just talkers, we're not doers. You understand? We're not doers. Why? The consciousness is not there. You don't really believe that thing. If you believe it, you will do it. How do we know a believer who, who believes something? Because you believe it, you do it. Because you believe you do it. Yes. If I really believe, you get what I'm saying, I'm righteous of God in Christ Jesus, there's some things that don't stop in my life. If I believe, you understand, that I'm a sinner, there's also a, a sin-conscious mindset that comes. There's a consciousness. Everything is conscious. And let me say it like this. The way you displace a consciousness is by introducing another one. There is no vacuum of consciousness. Consciousness has no vacuum. I displace a form of consciousness by introducing another one. And that consciousness, I said, is knowledge. Is knowledge. Revelation is revelation knowledge. As I spend time on God's word, as I hear this thing, and as the Holy Ghost, you understand, gives me insight, applies it to my life, it opens up a consciousness, a, a door for me of consciousness. 
you displace it. It's like light and darkness. It is like what? Light and darkness. And let me say this, that consciousness, even if consciousness eventually gets formed, consciousness can also be lost. It can also be lost. It can be lost. How? You, when you stay away from that knowledge, the knowledge that actually grew you into that, you stay away from it. So you have a person who, um, you know, used to believe in the supernatural and then went to study medicine. He used to believe in healing and then went to study medicine. And then gradually, gradually, by the time he has opened up cadavers, by the time he has looked into bodies and seen the sickness, Korokoro inside the blood cells, by the time he has seen and seen and seen and seen, what happens is that the information from his senses overrides the information from his spirit. Because you see, it is what wins in your consciousness that wins in life. What wins in your mind is what wins in your life. So if you look at your life, the question is what is winning in your thoughts? What is winning in your consciousness? That is actually how you know what is winning or what will win. We can predict or win your life. Yes. Let me say this. If someone in your home dies today, we can also already predict what will happen. Whether that person will come back to life based on your current consciousness. Do you get what I'm saying? Many times there's this idea we have in our minds that one day, ah, it just happens over with us, ah, something will happen. But no, it doesn't work like that. And that's why you see many times when that kind of thing happens, you know that there's a kind of crippling factor or there's a fear, there's, you don't want to try because you know you don't believe that thing. You know you don't. You don't believe that thing. You know you don't. And that is why consciousness is something that every day you seek to establish. You know these things that I've been teaching. The person who, who wants to enshrine the fact that he is led by the Spirit is someone who does not let those teachings go. I've taught three now, you understand? And even Pastor Samuel taught the fourth one last week, Friday. The person who actually wants to walk in that thing is the person who does not let go of those teachings. There are times when you want, how you listen to me, I've taught this thing before, is that that thing stays on play. It stays on repeats. You stay on it. You can stay on a particular one. In fact, if you need to 40 times. Do you get what I'm saying? Because every single time you are doing that, what are you doing? You are seeking to convince your mind. There are walls in your mind. You understand? There's already a consciousness that you're not led. There's already a consciousness that says you don't understand. You don't know what to do. There's already something telling you there. Because, I mean, you've had experience upon experience upon experience. And every single time you have an experience where you wanted to know something from God and it's like you didn't have it, you didn't know how to go about it, you lost out. It forms an emotional wall in your heart. You have to understand that knowledge is not just, is not just um, what do you call it? Knowledge is not just logical or thought. It is also emotions. That is, it also forms emotions. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So knowledge, for, okay, let me use the word knowledge produces emotions. It produces emotions. Knowledge never comes by itself. The more knowledge actually just stays and festers in your mind, you know, there's like an atmosphere it produces, which is the emotions. So, when we say consciousness, that consciousness can also become emotional. I'm so sure of this. You understand what I'm saying? I'm so sure if a dead man, someone dies, I'm so sure. In fact, the emotion can be anger that comes up, or joy, something to back up that, you know, I'm sure. 
But at the same time, I can be so sure that I won't do anything. I know what is cringe and fear. You know what I'm saying? And doubt. You know what I'm saying? You know, doubt sometimes you can feel doubt. It's, it, it comes. You know what I'm saying? There's that aspect of it. And that's why this scripture is so apt that your faith becomes what affected by what acknowledgement, by consciousness. You stay on those things. And let me tell you, you know, there's something I sent that Pastor Tim was, I sent a video to our group chat where Pastor Tim was sharing something and he said that, you know, just staying around natural things can dull your consciousness. Yes. <laughs> you know this thing we call binge watching? Yeah? You can binge watch your way, your, your, yourself away from every, any consciousness you ever had of anything. Try it now. Go and watch the whole series and come back and let me give you the sick to heal. Or has, who has done that thing? <laughs> All the sharp prophetic word. Your name is this. Go on. Just see. Just, just YouTube. Let me just give you YouTube. Just do YouTube for a while. I know because it happens to me. Just do, because me, I'm a YouTube guy and I love American politics, so I'm always going there to check out what those people are doing. And I just realized, I noticed that when I do one, two, three, but I have to run, run back here because this is where consciousness is established. You stay on those things for a while. You stay on it, stay on it, stay on it before you just realize little by little. What you will notice is that the confidence is gone. You just notice that the, you know what I'm saying, that audacity and that's why many believers cheat themselves. Why? Because today you come and hear this one. You came on Friday, you heard it. Then, you know, usually I give them an assignment. I say everyone should do it. And then some people come and ask me, eh, size, should I also do it to share I came? And I just like, I say, this one is not serious. You know why? Because that should be an opportunity for you to listen to it again. You thought you heard it, but you need to hear it again. Yes. So someone will hear it on Friday, then start today. In fact, the same Friday goes back and watch the series. The same Friday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, you decide to just find one sermon somewhere and just half listen to it. Thursday, Friday, you come back on Friday again. You are just doing snacks. You are said you are doing snacks. And nobody can grow on snacks. Nobody. No one can grow on snacks. Your consciousness will suffer. It will suffer. So natural things have a way of just robbing you of this thing. Of course, you know you can always get yourself back, but I'll tell you, the longer you stay in natural things, the harder it takes for you to break out and regain your consciousness of supernatural things. The harder. See, I'm just staying on this thing, consciousness. Consciousness. Because someone has realized that the leading of the Spirit is a consciousness. It's just a consciousness. You know, I've been saying it, I say, you know, I know, I know. But ask yourself, this whole week or this past two weeks or three weeks, there are things you wanted to know, the things you wanted to learn. What was your response to those things you wanted to know? What was your response? Someone said, ah, I'm led. After one, two seconds, nothing came. Say, well, I'm confused. Say, I don't know what to do. You went back. <laughs> no, it is not established in your consciousness. It is not established in your thinking. It's not. So what do you do? He says, acknowledge, recognize, you go back to the details. Amen? Just to tell the Pharisees, have you not read? Okay, read is the word anaginosku. 
A means Anna is again. Ginosko is read or knowledge. Say, have you not read? He will tell them when they will say one stupid thing or interpret the scriptures one way. You say, have you not read? Did you not read? He would say, go back. Amen? Go back. This is your mind. There are walls inside that must collapse. Look, show us that scripture. It says the weapons of warfare are not carnal. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 10 verse 4. From verse 3, actually. Actually, let's just read from verse um, 2. It says, But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with you with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. As if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, so go back. He says, who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh? Now notice this. Walked according to the flesh or according to the dictates of the flesh. That's what he's talking about here. Because the next verse, look at the next verse. He says, for though we walk in the flesh. So flesh here is that we are in the what? A physical what? Human body. Do you get what I'm saying? Go back to the verse before. Verse 2. He says, but as if we walked across, so we are in the flesh in the sense, you know, it must be context, amen? Because in Romans chapter 8, he said there that we are not in the flesh, but we are in the spirit, if the spirit of God lives inside us. So flesh there can mean you are born again, God lives inside you. Flesh here is actually talking about the dictates of the flesh. The verse 3 says flesh, which is body. So you are, you are, if you put it all together, you are looking at the, what is verse 3. He's saying that we walk according to the flesh, but for although we walk in the flesh, though we are born into this physical limited human body, he says we don't walk according to the flesh. According to the flesh, we are not subjected to the dictates, you know, of the flesh. Next, that means of our desires or whatever. For the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal. That word carnal will now be fleshy. Are you with me? You get that would be. He says we don't walk according to the flesh. Are not carnal, but mighty in God for what? Pulling down what? Strongholds. Next. Casting down what? Arguments or some versions of their imaginations. Where do arguments and imaginations happen? In the mind. Right? They happen where? In the mind. And every high thing that exhausts itself against the what? Knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Notice bringing every thought. What I want to highlight from there here is that there's a serious war going on in your mind. There is a serious war going on what? In your mind. There's a war. The real war is in your mind. I think I put something here today. I said, Satan cannot make you do anything. Satan can only sell you lies and hope you buy. He can't do anything. If Satan can attack your consciousness by... Okay, sorry. How does Satan attack your consciousness? By installing another one. How does he rob you of victory? By installing a defeat consciousness. Simple. So Satan, that is how he whips you. That is how he defeats you. And that's why, you know, till today, I always say, you know, that when it comes to your life and what you're going through and everything, the God's word is still the same. I put up something, a teaching on, um, all this is just to explain consciousness, so you understand. I put up a teaching on, um, that's on Anchor, that's, by the way, you should get the app. It's awesome. Very awesome app like that. It will, it will enrich your experience when I send those things every day. 
um, on depression. I think dealing my thoughts on depression, right? I put my thoughts on depression. And I was explaining there, I said, look, that in as much as there are people who are, you understand, have issues and you, you, you seek to help them. In some cases, people go get some help mentally. You get the meet a physical, what do you call it, mental help specialist or whatever, you get to do something. But I explained that the real solution still lies in Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, the real solution still lies in Christ. It's still what lies in Christ. And that, too, because you see, for the man you are, you are seeking to help, who is seeking to help you, he's trying to work, you get from the outside in, which is the brain. You get the mind trying to help you organize your thoughts and everything and whatever he does help you come to a place whereby you are able to harness your thoughts or whatever they do. But the man in Christ, you get what I'm saying, is spirit. And that spirit, or is a renewed spirit, and that spirit on your inside is already depression-free. Are you with me? Is already joyful. So it's already problem-solved. Do you get what I'm saying? What a pastor is supposed to do to help you combat that same thing called depression is to install a consciousness inside you. Do you get what I'm saying? He's trying to let you know, guy, you're actually never depressed. You are not. You get, truth be told, I know we want to sugarcoat this thing and all that. I'm not, I don't, not spite anybody who goes through that stuff. But the truth about that, a person who walks in depression is just carnality. It's carnality. It's not to spite anybody. You get what I'm saying? But it's carnality. It is still according to the flesh. It is still according to the flesh. That's the truth. Not to spite anybody, amen? In some cases, it can even be demonic, demonically influenced because the moment you give yourself to this thing, Satan actually is still in the mind. You get what I'm saying? But the truth about that, the best way to help a person who walks in that, you know, that thing, the best way to help a person who walks in depression or some, all those things is actually the, you are, you are just seeing the manifestation of a certain consciousness. Are you with me? And because, you know, that consciousness is installed there, you know that the valve is closed. He cannot access the treasures of his spirit. He cannot access the joy that is bubbling in his spirit. He can't. You get what I'm saying? You know why? He or she is too conscious of the physical. They are too conscious of what they are going through. You know, there are many things that can get the person depressed. For example, weight. You understand? Your weight. A person may be overweight. Do you get what I'm saying? And you know when you are overweight, you don't feel good about yourself. You don't feel good about your body. You don't feel good about how you look. Do you understand? You wish you look better and everything. And sometimes it can be a struggle. And so, because the person's circumstance is saying something, the person is seeing something consistently every single day. Do you get what I'm saying? And the person is trying today, maybe to try this diet, it did not work. Try that one, lost like two, kilo, two kg and gain five. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you are in and out. The person is, it, it, it's this helpless environment, are you with me, that seeks to impose on that person that that you know that consciousness is hopeless you know what i'm saying because that thing affects people a lot it could be academics it could be a relationship it could be something staring you in the face every single time you know normally it's not easy you know if someone that has one small problem is solved for example you are depressed because your school fees are be we pay the school fees it's gone <laughs> depression flies away you understand what i'm saying hey. But somebody who is living in that state of lack, you understand what I'm saying? That they don't have consistently. If that person is not careful, remember we said information comes from two sources. Are you with me? There is revelation knowledge, which is from your spirit, that which is what the word says, that you are what? Joyful. You get. But there's also knowledge that comes from your environment, from your circumstances, information you get. Now, let me say this. 
The person who allows his natural mental faculties to process the information from the outside is the person that will be down. But the person who has a brain but allows the information from his spirit, amen, to be what, how he processes that information is the person that comes out victorious. You can see two people, you can see one person, both from the same background, both from the same issues and everything, but you see one is always happy, one is always joyful, one is always like, ah, you think the person has no care in the world, yet you yourself, you even have more things, yet you're always down. The difference is what we call perspective, okay, in, in the natural, they will call it perspective, are you with me? Meaning that some people, in, let me even say this, the unbelievers, some unbelievers even choose, they can say, you know what, I know that I have, you know, all these things that are against me, but you know what, at least I can still eat. At least I can still smell. At least I can still... And that person... Do you know... That's what I'm saying. Even some unbelievers shame Christians. Because the unbeliever can, by perspective, the law of perspective, you get what I'm saying, choose to see things differently. And the person can just decide, you know what, I'm, I'm good. But the believer is not even having to consider anything external. Are you with me? The believer, whether anything is good or bad, you know what I'm saying, on the inside is always like that. The fruit of the spirit is what love, joy. It's always like that. It's always like that. Always. So a, a renewal of the mind, a conscious, you can you know you can be so conscious of joy. I don't call every time when you're looking for consciousness for the prophetic word, yes, you're depressed. You can be so conscious, conscious of joy. You can you can be so, you know, your mind can be so renewed. You know, about joy, the fact that you are joyful, the fact that you rejoice. I mean, when Paul will say, I rejoice in the Lord always, again, I say rejoice. That is a man that is, they are slapping and beating you. You know what I'm saying? They've imprisoned you. You are writing from prison and you are saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I don't think he was just writing it. Probably with a wound in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? A big sore. One eye was closed shut when they hit him there. And with one eye looking, rejoice in the left away, and again, I think rejoice. It tells you that that guy is not functioning from, from external information. He is functioning from what? Revelation. From his spirit. His information is internal. He knows, no, that this, you know, he calls it this light afflictions. That's a man that is conscious. He said, this light, the light afflictions of this present time. He calls it light afflictions. The suffering, beating, but he says light afflictions. He says nothing compared with the glory. That is a man, you get what I'm saying? His perspective is not, okay, look at this in the natural over this. His perspective is what? Is from the spirit. To the point that he retains a certain consciousness, you get, of who he is. So things can be happening. Your grandma just died. And you're joyful. Something bad happened again. You are joyful. You are praising God. You know, some people, they praise, they praise God to try to get out of, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It has weighed you down, so you are trying to praise God to get out. <laughs> Amen? Or some people that they do maybe these praise things, you get, so that God will intervene. Let me say this. The first reason you, you praise God in times of, is not because you want God to intervene. It's because it's who you are. Are you with me? Yes. It's because you, you understand the fact that you are actually not, you are spiritual and this is a natural occurrence. Amen? And that there is more in the spiritual than the physical. You understand that where I'm coming from, these things, as much as it stared me in the face, as much as this thing is, it is light. Please find us. Okay, look at this. 
For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be what? Compared with the glory that shall be feel, you know, revealed in us. He says it's not worthy. The sufferings of what this present time not worthy to be compared to the glory. I think that glory, I'm not sure about the context of this one. Okay, I think here yeah, it should be talking about recreated human, the, the new body we shall receive. Amen? The new body. So he says that. So everything in your Christian life actually falls on consciousness. Everything, any single area falls on consciousness. What are you conscious? What is on your, on your thoughts? Number two, how do you build consciousness? How do you build consciousness? How are you, how do you, I, I'm trying to remember this verse that says you can retain consciousness. You understand? You can actually retain consciousness. How, number one, do you build consciousness? Then how do you retain consciousness? How do you build consciousness? How do you retain consciousness? Well, I've, re- I've read to you guys Romans 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. This also tells you that if you are not transformed, you are conformed. Don't say, hmm, what does hmm mean? <laughs> I'm not one of those uh, models of um, linguists who do that. I want you to understand what you are saying. <laughs> what you are saying. Someone will just say, ah, deep God. You are excited, shouting, shouting. You know, I say, what did you learn? Say, it was deep. <laughs> it was deep. Uh-uh. So be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Do you get what I'm saying? So the person who is not being transformed, is not renewing his mind, is already conformed. You are already in a certain state. Are you with me? Yes. How do I become conscious of something? I stay on it. I expose my mind to that information. I keep exposing my mind. I keep exposing my, my mind. I keep studying on it. I keep on putting it in front of me. I stay on that information, you understand, till that thing breaks loose in my mind. Till the limitation in my mind, you get, breaks loose. And that way of it, doing it, is I meditate. I meditate. So the first one is I expose my mind to that information. I expose my thinking, my consciousness. How? I stay on materials like that. If you're always, check what you stay on and, and honestly, do an honest evaluation. But one of the biggest thieves of your time is your phone. One of the biggest thieves of, your con- of, of godly consciousness is your phone. Because if we go on Instagram now and we check the pages you follow, you know, you just go, you just see, oh, this one like this, this one like this, you just see them. <laughs> and you know, Instagram always, will always bring you up. As long as I'm your friend, someone say I will unfriend you. You like, you get, if you just get to a page you visited, you see, if you like it, if you like it, we'll see you. Some people just say, like this one, like that one, like that one, you are liking everything for two hours. Yes. You watch all those videos. Ah, no, 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 you know, it's like I'm better by makeup. But you did that Monday to Friday, every day. Yeah. How, how, how will I improve? You are deceiving yourself. That's why ordinary sickness, you cannot heal it. Yes. 
That's why your God consciousness only wakes up on Friday. Because some people might even be in a church that is not, the word coming from the other is not strong enough to, to shake, wake you up. So it's Friday, you come here, the thing wakes up again. What are you conscious? What stays on your mind? Yes. Hope you know I'm, I actually love reading. I'm, and I, I'm a wide reader. If it comes to reading, what I like to read, I like to read wide. My greatest interest is in the things of God. But when it comes to reading, I can read wide. In fact, before I became very, very serious with, the, with God, the kind of things I used to read, I can read wide. My sister is you can tell you, I read wide. I can read and I read a lot of things. My father is like that to read. However, I also know that when there's nothing in this life, you know, life is a game of sacrifice. And sacrifice means that you always display something, you get what I'm saying, for something else. And it will always be based on the results you want to see. So, you want to see the body of the Incredible Hulk. It means you display it, displace eating pizza and some other kind of things that you so, so love it. You understand? You will displace that time or that activity with eating things that you may not like, with hitting the gym more often. You understand what I'm saying? Eating right, working out and all those things because that's what you want to get. So there's a law of displacement. What you pay attention to, every time you pay attention to something, automatically there's something you're not paying attention to. Every time you're conscious of one thing, something else will suffer. That is how life works. So, a person who says, you know what, I want to actually build my consciousness of things of God, I want to be transformed. You understand? God's word must be the number one thing. I say, you know, I, many times I'm stressed, you just go on your phone and you're just flipping. I'm, you know, I want to relax, you just go on your phone and flip. We're not saying don't flip. But when you're flipping, it's purposeless. When you're flipping, is not, um, what do you call it? You know, let me even say that some of you that have become helpless. You become helpless to flipping. Very helpless. YouTube, IG, Snapchat. You are so helpless to it. Such people, your own medicine is not even to manage it. Your own is to totally get rid of it. That's true. There are some people that will say that they are trying to read their Bible on their phone. What kind of deception is that? And God said, let there be thinking. Ah, man, oh boy. Say, ah, man, this bag makes sense. Tada, you just say, like it, bam. Then you just, you know, you just, you just like, bam, and then you come back to what you're doing. You know, say, hey, let there be light. And, you know, and you, but you don't understand that. To get the best of the Bible study, it requires focus. Many things spiritually require you just taking a block amount of time to stay on that thing. And while you are still on that thing, you are not supposed to see anything else. That is how consciousness... Consciousness is not formed by, I look small, I look to three other things, I come back and look again. Consciousness is, I stay on that thing and block other things out for a period of time. Because I'm trying to build something here. So, it's an actual step you must actually take in the sense, some people actually need to go off, go off your social media. You need to go off. But I'm doing business. But that's why you're useless, useless as a Christian. No, you have to choose. You have to pick. Are you with me? Yes, you have to pick. For a while, you may need to, okay, someone has handled this. You stay off. 
you stay off. Are you with me? Yes. You get sharper. You build up. Because let me even say this. Uh, okay, let's look at um, Matthew 6. Matthew 6. I guess I was right when I said I was not going to be leading of the Spirit today. Teaching today is consciousness, amen. <laughs> and that's what I think is needed. You can apply that to, but. Um, okay, so, 6 from verse. From verse um, 16. It says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they shall have their reward, or they have their reward. Verse 17, But thou, when you fast, anoint your head, and wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees you in secret shall reward you what openly. Now, remember we spoke about context, Abi? That context is what's king. So you consider what you're reading before, before you, you know, the next verses. So look at this verse 19. It says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and rust doth corrupt not, and thieves cannot break through. Now look at this. Think about this. The verse before, verse 16, says what? He says, when you fast, be not as what the hypocrites. He now says that they have their what? Own reward. Where? On earth. Which is what? The praises of men. Abi? So when you now go down, he says, verse 19, he says, lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth. So the question is, what is the treasure you are laying up? Eh? Is it done or so on? Is it done or so on? What is the treasure... You are now laying up on the earth. Is, is, okay, sorry, in heaven. First of all, that heaven, is it the heaven? <laughs> is it the heaven, the one that you want to go to one day? You know, um, ah, not, am I ready for this? You know, Jesus once said, he said, uh, hi, let me find it. Come on. Okay, it says, no one has ever ascended to heaven. Because in case you are thinking that that is actually talking about a literal heaven. Let's see. Um, okay, that's John 3 verse 13. It says that no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Let me read it again. No one has what ascended to heaven, but he who came down from what? Heaven. That is who? The Son of Man who is in heaven. So I don't understand. He said he came from heaven. 
How can he also be in heaven at the same time? I don't know. Are you? With, are you? Are you thinking? See the verse before. He says, "If I have told you, if I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of what heavenly things?" So is it is he trying to talk about heaven as a location or heaven as a realm? Eh? Eh? Next verse. No one has ascended toward heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is what? In heaven. <laughs> Amen. So the point is that this heaven here is what? A realm. So when you see heaven, don't be quick to assume it's the one you want to go to. Sometimes it's a realm, right? And this heaven, for example, is talking about the right hand of God. But anyway, you understand? Talking about salvation, you know, man in Christ, though, you know. So now you understand that this layup is in what? In heaven, right? This layup is talking about what? This, this, sorry, this heaven here is talking about what? A realm. Are you with me? Actually, realm of salvation. So you now go to Matthew 6 again. Go back to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Verse. What was that verse? Huh? Okay. For verse. Sorry, verse 19. So when it now says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. What were the Pharisees doing? By their. You know, fasting and trying to show you their fasting, that their hypocrisy. You understand what I'm saying? By that, they are, because what they really wanted was what the praises of men. By doing that, they were what's laying up treasures for themselves where? On earth. You see that? So you are seeing that the treasures are not natural, they are what? Spiritual. Did you see that? They are what? Spiritual. Now, so he says, where moth and rust destroy and everything. It says, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. You understand? So, it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, now, when the Bible says lay up, why do you lay something up? Why do you lay in the natural? Why do you lay treasures up? Why do you save? Why do you put things aside? So, it's something you can what? Fall back on, right? When you have adversity. When you have issues, you can what? Fall back on it. That is why you lay treasures up. So now, we understand that what he's talking about here is not talking about your money. This is not the verse of scripture to say that they are sending material up to heaven. Are you with me? It's not to say that as you, the more you work and everything, the more you work for God, they are sending things into heaven. No. This verse of scripture here, do you get, is talking about you, you understand, exerting yourself spiritual exercises. Do you get what I'm saying? spiritual exercises he spoke about fasting he spoke about praying so you know if you go up you're going to see that he was talking that was the context he was discussing you understand so he's talking here about the fact that the same way you can lay up treasures for the day you will need to what, take from it is the same way that you can actually lay up spiritual treasures you get through spiritual activity while you are young while you are you know now you have the time you can focus on prayer you can focus on meditation. You can stay on the word. You can grow yourself spiritually. That is laying up treasure. 
because on this earth you are you will need not you want to on this earth you will need to fall back on it over and over again so the man who does not lay up any spiritual treasure has nothing to fall back on it's on with me you have nothing to fall back on so that consciousness and investment in your consciousness is the treasure you're laying up it's a treasure the more I invest in my, in my mind, in, when I say invest, I stay on the word. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Sorry. The more I stay on the word, the more I, 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 I... Now, notice the word is invest. Invest means I will see returns. You get what I'm saying? The more I invest time... <coughs> Let me say it like this. Time is the currency in which you used to buy spiritual treasures. Time is the currency that you used to purchase spiritual treasures. But it's also what they used to do. It's actually also, it's also what they used to purchase natural treasures. Amen? Time is actually the real currency. With time you can purchase anything. So, some people, you see, you see some people that spend their first 40 years of time purchasing natural things and then they spend the remaining 40 years of their lives you understand trying to buy back their health such people when they were in school no matter how they say come for meeting they did not come why because i need to study so they did not come for meeting so they laid up one academic treasure somewhere at the expense of what was really needed and they do that consistently. So the man reaches 40, 50. You understand? He now has a car, has a house, and then cancer comes. Stroke comes. Diabetes comes. You know? Some chronic issue comes. Cancer comes. And then because he has nothing to fall back on, he's a victim. So when we talk about investing in your consciousness, it is not because it's something that we just do to show we are spiritual. No, it's because you need it. It is because you'll be a victim when you don't invest. You'll be a victim. You can't live in this world and not fall back on these things. You can't. You can't. So you see the man who is so conscious of business and one day like Job... One whirlwind of events comes and he has nothing overnight. Because that's life. Amen? Amen? That is life. Life will always, you understand, will always challenge what is really inside you. Have you ever seen a verse of scripture that says that if your strength fails you, then you're in adversity, then your strength was weak? I don't know if you find that scripture. If your strength fails you in adversity, then your strength is weak. Meaning that it is predictable, you understand? It is predictable what the outcome of a situation will be based on your investment. Based on your investment. Yes. So, when we talk about church meetings, for example, <laughs> You know, come meetings like this. They are an opportunity to invest. 
there are opportunities for you to lay up your, your lay up something, lay up treasures. Whenever you have teaching, sermons, and all those things, there are opportunities for you to work on your consciousness. You understand? To to one, grow in consciousness. Number two, to retain that consciousness. Because as I said, just because you knew something yesterday, last week, do you get what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that it still was on your mind. Doesn't mean that. So a believer cannot just be careless. Some believers are always in holiday mood. You're in school and you're in fellowship, fellowship, then they just made the mistake to announce that it's holiday time. And holiday is two months, they've killed you. Because you just come back the first one week, for your name is holy. After that one week is over. Because a friend will call a friend, I will call a friend, I will carry you. Then jumping up and down from place to place, from city to city, from everywhere, jumping everywhere. Yeah, all over Instagram, all everywhere. I, I see him. Today is John Wick. Tomorrow is everything. Am I saying those things are bad? No, but the more you invest in those things, you understand. You are giving something up. You are giving something up. Some people, by the time you see them after a month, you wonder if they ever got saved. You actually wonder, did this person ever, you know, receive eternal life? What was the problem? They just stayed in a zone and that consciousness wore off. Yeah, hey, I know, I know, I know, I don't know, it's okay. Ah, we, uh, so much glory. <laughs> we healed the sick. <laughs> we raised the dead. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> Story time. No. Consciousness is missing. Consciousness is, you know what I'm saying? Is Yes. I know it's a training of the mind. Because it's not every time you feel like doing those things. Hope you know. It's a training of the mind. It is easier for you to just um, grab your laptop and just play a movie. It's, it's the easiest thing to just press play and just watch. It's too easy. But you know, to find the folder that you call sermons on your laptop, to find that folder, you understand, then go down and then you see three hours, 45 minutes. So that you have to stay yourself up first. Then to press play. Then not just press play, but sit down. You know what I'm saying? Sit down. You get and just listen to it. Just hear it. You know, movies are called entertainment. Someone described it as being detained for entry. So something detains you. It holds your attention. So you're like. But you know a series uh, or, or sermon, it's not like that. It may not start like that. There's one sermon like that, 10 hours. 10. <laughs> it's on my laptop somewhere by some one guy. 10 hours. 10. Someone is teaching for 10 hours on the Old Testament. 10 hours. Ah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I think... Uh, you know, I think maybe you get to sleep off and after the first maybe two hours, two and a half hours. <laughs> sleep off. Find yourself. <laughs> I remember years ago when I was, I went to Ghana at that time. That was like three, four years ago. I remember that, you know, it was one of those days I was retreating. So, <laughs> he just, if I said to me, I was in the room and he went to the study. 
And so I both, you know, play someone. We start in the morning, you know. If you go to the house, they always start with all these kind of songs, worship songs, everything. So the day had come, let's do what I was supposed to do. So me, I was listening to someone, and then he also was listening to someone on his study. And then the next thing I realized that I realized I was asleep, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I woke up. <laughs> you know? I probably slept through the whole sermon. <laughs> you know? Then I woke up, I went to check him out. Him too was asleep. <laughs> was, you don't play with the rest of you. Just like, you know, was my amazing eye, my, uh, you know, because I was there. Uh, his eyes were red when he raised his head. Eyes were red. <laughs> I said, the pee, how far? He said, oh boy, that's what they do at home. So you listen to someone 30 minutes. <laughs> you bore two hours, 30 minutes. You wake up again. <laughs> listen again, sleep. <laughs> the point is, you refuse to live there. Are you with me? You refuse to live there. You refuse to live because you know the value. See, this flesh that will not allow me to. Out- <laughs> You know what you can you can tell the flesh you are not going. You say we well, are going to be here. <laughs> I see about the story of a man <laughs> that was lying down <laughs> and decided to pray. Came, but he wanted to pray, and he just he was there. <laughs> and he told his flesh, he said, "Guy, he says, no matter what, if you like, he said, he said, I'm going to pray. He said, in five minutes, I'm going to pray." He says, it's your choice to stay or to come along. But I am going to pray. <laughs> and when it was time, guess what? The flesh followed the guy. <laughs> he followed him. Because he what he decided. So you choose, amen? You choose. Your choices are an expression of your value. It's an expression of your value. That no, this you get is more valuable. Are you with me? Than these other things. It's more valuable. I know the value. It says, lay up for yourself these treasures. I know the value. I don't know who here knows the value of saving. Have you ever saved before? You save money, save, 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 save. Then one day you look at your account, 250,000. <sighs> Say one quarter of a million. Oh boy, oh she. Save, save, save. Uh-huh. There's that thing that you know, because I mean, to save, you have to deny yourself pleasure. Are you with me? You have to deny yourself things that you wanted for a better tomorrow. So somebody who maybe loves photography, for example, you can now take that money and buy a camera, a, a professional camera. You can take part of that money and buy a flash, buy some things you need, buy le- and you now have a proper, you know what I'm saying? Before you know it, you can actually be practicing with that camera to the point you get very good. And next thing, one wedding in one weekend, you get 200k. Are you seeing that? Yes, uh-uh. I know people who 500k one weekend. And the weekend is Saturday, it's not Saturday and Sunday. Weekend is Saturday. Uh-huh. 500,000. Why? Because he has actually taken from something and invested into something. He has denied himself something and put into something else. And then you are seeing the value of it. The same thing with spiritual things. You can either decide to work, lay up these treasures, or you can decide to just. May you not be that person, the foolish person who does not lay anything up in Jesus' name. So consciousness, what's the consciousness? What are you conscious of? You know, what are you conscious of? Fear is a consciousness of the wrong thing. Yes. 
That thing called fear is an emotion produced by wrong consciousness, wrong thinking. In fact, the consciousness is, is actually, the way you know what the consciousness is, is the emotion. The consciousness is actually the emotion that comes when that kind of situation comes up. Yeah. Yeah. So you must de- learn to deal with it. Someone can be conscious of healing for some people and not conscious of healing for himself. So you heal everybody and you die. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Papa Higgin told all those voice of word of faith he preachers, many of them, plenty of them in his time. He said, all of you will be gone and I'll still be here. Because many of them, part of it was many of them were running on anointing. Anointing. What they call anointing. Healy power. You know what I'm saying? If you ever, um, what they call it, maybe for example, summer camp, you know, in the power of God, you, have, you know that feeling. You are feeling it. Hey! Chine came on! You are feeling it. Hey! Some people are running on feelings. Running on it. Say, play that keyboard. Just play that song one more time. Oh, Say, oh, John, just play that song one more time, one more time. Just, just hit that key, that, hit that note, that note. Ooh, anointing. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. But you realize that it's actually, you know, the, power, the more you stay on the word, you are safe. Because many times, the word does not work with feelings. It doesn't work with feelings. It doesn't. If you're always waiting for a feeling or a vision or something to tell you what you can do in Christ... <laughs> You are going to be misled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it takes, you know, that, let me say this, your confidence should not come from feeling. You know, some, some of you, you cannot lay hands on the sick till you feel something. Your confidence, as long as I'm feeling this thing, that is the proof that that person will get fine. It's, no, it's wrong. I know you, sometimes you may even read books like the guy say, I just knew once I felt that like that, I knew that guy was going to get healed. Uh-uh. That's not, our confidence is that God's word says so. You get what I'm saying? So it's so true that if I go and I lay hands on the person and I see nothing, my, my, I don't lose my confidence because nothing happened. My confidence remains because God's word says so. Do you know what I'm saying? That's actually maturity when it comes to healing. That's maturity when it comes to healing. You are now, you know what I'm saying? You are conscious of God's word. It's God's word that should be your consciousness. Because God's word tells you this is who I am. This is what my spirit carries. My spirit carries healing. Bible says that Jesus healed them all. So even if you lay hands on ten people and five die, you understand? Five die, two go back with the same condition and you heal only three. Or only one. You don't lose, you get what I'm saying? You don't get disappointed. I'll never lay hands on anybody again. I'm a disgrace to Jesus. Do you know how we know you really believed that it says you shall heal the sick? Is that you go and look for more sick people and heal them again. That's how we know you believed. That's how we know. We don't know by you lamenting and crying. Someone like Todd White laid hands for, I think he prayed for the sick for nine months without seeing one single result. I mean, he was praying for at least 10 people a day. Okay, someone not get that. I said Todd White was praying for 10 people, at least at least 10 people a day for more than nine months. I did not see a single person get healed. One, I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, I know that God forbid. As in, God forbid. God forbid. I have to check his ancestral roots. I don't understand. God forbid. 
nine months. But the guy did not stop. He kept doing it, kept doing it, kept laying those hands, kept speaking. Till one day he saw his first breakthrough. After that, he now began to see breakthroughs. Yes. Consciousness, you get, is supposed to bring you to the point whereby God's word is the number one thing that you believe. So, if I am led, you get, and I'm not confused, the Bible says I'm led, they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. If it is true, it means that whenever something comes that I need direction on, I don't, you know, when you become conscious of it, you are now walking from revelation. Even if you are not feeling it, but you are sure. Say, no, I'm not. Say, hey, what are you going to do? Oh? <laughs> Say, this school fees, oh. Where is it going to come from? Yeah, so sure. Don't worry, I led. You know, someone, some people say, don't worry, I led. His heart, his heart is pounding. His chin, he came over, I finished, I'm dead. We'll drink it and die. But someone can be so... You know, Jesus' confidence was shown in the boat. He was so conscious that his consciousness was not about talking, he was sleeping. His sleeping was an action. Just relax, chillax. Water was entering that boat. Water was entering that boat. But the guy was so conscious, so conscious, so conscious, that water even touching his feet, touching him, maybe especially on him. Just, he's just so conscious, I can't die. You know what I'm saying? He's so conscious, you know what I'm saying? He's too conscious. He's, uh-huh. And that word for consciousness, consciousness is awareness. It has dawned on you that this thing is true. It has dawned on you. Many times we don't stay on, song, on the word till it dawns on us. We stay on the word till we're tired. No, you stay on it till it dawns on you. It dawns on you. It just opens up an awareness. I just know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Kapala <laughs> Andibra Balapanda Rodosi Pralapra Lafanda Makanda Yabosha Zinka Namakundi Kralara Dakandu Kodoshi Pralapra Napanda Azupre Hiliba Kandana Kaman Usupi Adakada Kadruse Shindi Fralipiki Kadabakana Makanda Marakanda Kaladapanda Yehindu Hushabahanda Hala Pakita Kadahanda Mampramba Lapranda Pradampra Pram 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 Push, 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 Kapronu, Krapunu, Kuskondui, Andus, Leus, Te, Kalukundia, Brundu, Usha, Panda, Yanda, Handa, Panda, Kanda, Yakanda, Masuntia, Panda, La Prada, Handa, Hia, Kandu, Zuvili, Penima, Kanda, Busu, Umiama, Handusha, Kaluhudu, Kudukusha, Hana, Paya, Kaya, 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 Haya, Mahanu, Husha, Maha. Now, I have an interpretation for what I just said. But you see, I can stop it because I know consciousness knows that it is still with me. So I can just be talking about something else. I can pause the interpretation and I'll come back to it. Are you with me? <laughs> and if you know what to do, you can actually key into what I said by the Spirit. Okay? 
So this is what I said in tongues. Now you've grown to realize, to recognize, to acknowledge the fact that you are led. Now you have known. For the past few weeks now I have taught you and now you know. But that knowledge should not just rest as something that is intellectual, something that's on the surface, something that is just like a tool that you use and drop. He says, but done it like a garment, done it like armor, wear that consciousness like an array for battle. He says, for, for, for the time will come when, and that time is not far, when the things that you are learning will become of utmost importance to you. And it is only those who have done like a garment, a consciousness and awareness that actually will have victory in those days. For the ones who put it like a toolbox and store it away, the day they are looking for it may forget where they put it. The tool may rust. The tool may be, you know, may not be there. But those who wear like a garment are those who are battle ready. They are just like the men that Gideon took to war. Those men who, when they lapped water from the, you know, from the water, from the brooks, they just, they didn't just put their faces headlong at the remaining army, but they, they lapped it and were conscious, looking around for the enemy and lapped it. The ones who are vigilant, the, the ones who are vigilant, the ones who are aware, the ones who are sober. For that is what consciousness does. It makes you vigilant. It makes you aware. It makes you sober. It makes you ready. For, the, for, for, um, for I say to you that readiness is the state of the believer. Readiness is the consciousness you need. The consciousness is your readiness. The consciousness is your alertness. The consciousness is the way you actually, you know, prepare. For, for people who have been casualties in the spirit are those who were not conscious. For the man who is so conscious cannot die. The man who is conscious, the man who watches... The man who watches, he says, for prayer is a form of, prayer also brings consciousness. The man who prays is the man who is aware. The man who prays is the man who is aware. The man who prays is the man who is led. Your prayer is a, is, is a response to the fact that you are led. Is a response to the fact that you are conscious. He says, so stay and stay in this season and be ready. And keep the remaining of your life on this earth like that, one who is ready one who is ready not one who wants to be ready but one who is ready adorned with that garment of a consciousness of a consciousness and that man shall be victorious in every endeavor he finds himself glory to god glory to god you see that that was what we call a didache you understand it came as a teaching my interpretation was a teaching it came as a teaching how many of you were edified by that you're blessed but i see that it came as a teaching an explanation are you with me? So that was a prophetic word. Take heed. The Spirit of God, that is not, you get, that is not my brain. That is the Spirit of God saying that the things you are being taught, you will need them very soon. Are you with me? So you will do best for yourself to go back, you understand, and refresh your mind. Don't be the person that becomes a casualty like what the Spirit of God says to us. Amen? Don't be a casualty, okay? Funny enough, before I got that, when the first time the tongues came, I actually saw somebody. Um, it began with your grandmother. Your grandmother kept a lot of jewelry, has a lot of jewelry and everything. Um, yes, jewelry, especially I see bracelets, and she's very crazy about jewelry. And that thing passed on to your mom. Your mom has jewelry also. In fact, some of them are from your grandmother. And you also like jewelry a lot. Where are you? There's a person here that that fits you, the description, jewelry. Your grandmother, your mother, you. Where are you? Hmm? 
Why you are here? Why? There's a word hanging for you. I'll pass it on. Eh? Where? Who? Is you? So what are you waiting for? We should roll the red carpet for you. Okay. Gamakana makalima nakanda. Okay. 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 Uh, I see like a bracelet. There's this certain bracelet that my attention has been on ever since I began to speak in tongues. Certain bracelet among those things that, you know, whether it's your grandmother, mother's possession and everything. Um, like a bracelet. It's a beautiful bracelet. Like gold. Gold colored. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? You don't know. Okay, when you go back to where those things are kept, go there and open it, you see a certain one. Actually, what draws my attention to it is that it's actually in the model of a snake. Yes, it's in the model, like, it's like this kind of snake pattern and everything. So go and check it out. But anyway, uh, don't worry, it's not any juju. <laughs> I'm not about to get into that mood. It's not juju, amen? Aha. Uh-huh. But to go and find it first, doubting the, the, the reason the word of knowledge comes, are you with me, is for you to know that the word is meant for you. Do you get? The real word is not even a word of knowledge. The real word is a word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is actually about what to do concerning it. So word of knowledge comes to tell you this is the situation. Word of wisdom comes to tell you this is what to do about the situation. Word of knowledge tells you God knows you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can deliver the word of wisdom. Because imagine if someone, a prophet, just comes and starts talking to you and says, Hey, you, go and do this, go and do that, kind of that. You know, it will take a lot of faith in that person to do it. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But a word of knowledge comes first to assure you that this person did not miss road. You get? Uh-huh. So word of knowledge and word of wisdom come, they go together, they go hand in hand. You understand? Kabala, bala, bakanda, mazushi, brala, fada, bakanda. Braba da para brado shipala panda raba supine mahanda la barabara shampanda live raba panda rapanda la pandia munku shipala pradaba stand up stand up mahanda pala pada krada da kodu shibala riva da handu kuzipala da dakar the same way that jewelry was transferred from your grandmother down to your mother down to you the same way jewelry was transferred from your grandmother down to your mother down to you the same way that there's this other thing that also came with your family is this I stifle that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Okay, 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 okay. I sense some kind of fear in your heart. Eh? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's this thing like it's gripping you right now and I'm talking there's this kind of fear. And I sense it because it came to be that thing gripped me, like I descend it. 